The Rebbe starts off the Sikha by saying that we discussed many times that even though Rashi usually explains things in Pshutish al-Mikra, nevertheless, there are certain cases in the Torah where the Psukim themselves are demanding that we look in for some deeper ideas, different hints and things what the Torah is alluding to. And of course the example is in this week's Parsha when the, we speak about the prophecies of Bilam, where the Pasuk itself, itself says, Vayisam Mishaloi, that Bilam is speaking in parables, in analogies, and therefore, the way Rashi is going to interpret these psukim are by looking into something deeper of what's being hinted, what's being alluded to in these psukim. Nevertheless, at the same time, even those pirushim have to have some sort of basis on the psukim, have to be based on the simple understanding of what the message of these psukim are about. According to all of this, says the Rebbe, let's now have a look on the words of Bilam and what Rashi says on the following words. The Pasuk says, Which means there's no fortune tellers, soothsayers amongst the Yidden. There's no sorcery amongst the Yidden. And then the Pasuk says, We'll see in a moment what those words mean. Rashi, on the words, explains, There's going to be another time like this time where the love of the Yidin will be revealed as they sit in front of Hashem, learning Torah from Hashem's mouth. And the Yidin are going to be sitting closer in, closer to Hashem, even than the Malachi Asharis. The Malachim will be asking the Yidin, Ma Poal Kale, what was Hashem doing? As the Pasuk says, Your eyes will see your teacher referring to Hashem. So Rashi is translating the words, There will be a time that it will be said to Yaakov, it will be said to Yisroel, what is Hashem doing? And this is a question the Malachim are going to ask of the Yidin. Rashi gives another interpretation, that the words, is actually being referred to not in the future, but in present tense. And that the Pasuk is saying, Bilam is saying that the Yidin don't need sorcerers, they don't need magicians and fortune tellers, because whenever they need to be told something, they need to be told what Hashem is doing, what Hashem's decrees are in heaven, they don't need magic or any other sorts of sorcery, rather it's given over to them through their Nevi'im, what Hashem wants, what Hashem's decrees are, or the Urim V'tumim. The Rashi concludes that Unkus does not translate it in this way. The Rebbe has a number of questions, we won't necessarily be able to go through all of them, but generally the Rebbe wants to understand, first of all, the tremendous arichus of the way Rashi is explaining what's going to be when Mashiach comes in the Yidden sitting so close to Hashem and Hashem teaching them Torah. Why is this all relevant and how is this in any way hinted in the Pasuk? Also, we know that whenever Rashi brings two explanations, there's always going to be a reason what's the problem with one, why Rashi needs another one, and we want to understand what's the issue with each one, as well as why the first one is the first, meaning it's somehow closer to Pshutish Mikra. And some other questions that the Rebbe has. So the Rebbe brings from the Mepharshim that say that the point of the first, the reason for the first Pirush is from the word Ko'es. Ko'es means like this time, we're going to have another time. What time are we speaking about? The Psukim over here was speaking about the tremendous love that the Abishtah has for the Yidden. And Ko'es, like the time that right now the Abishta shows his love for the Yidden, there's going to be, Rashi tells us, another time in the future when the love for the Yidden will be revealed. So that's what the first Pirish, where that's coming from, from the word Ko'es, like this time. 
According to the second Pirush, what Rashi is telling us is that the words what, that the Yidin are going to be asked and it's going to be said to them, what Hashem is doing, or it's rather not asked. According to the second Pirush, they are being told what Hashem is doing. So going back for a second. According to the second Pirush, the meaning of Ka'esi Yomer Liyakiv is coming in continuation to the beginning of the Pasuk. When the Pasuk says, Kilinachash Biyakiv, Yidin don't need magicians and fortune tellers and so on and so forth. Why? Because they are told through the Nevi'im, Ma Paul Kael, what Hashem is doing or what his decrees are. According to this, we'll also understand the advantage or the difficulty with each one, because in the first period, when we're speaking about the future time when Mashiach is going to come, this seems to have no connection to the beginning of the Pasuk of not having any magicians. The second Pirush, the issue with the second Pirush is that simply the word Ye Omer does mean in the future, and the word Ko'es is telling us something like similar to this time, there's going to be another time. If we're speaking about the fact that Nevi'im tell us what we need to know, that doesn't seem to be saying anything about the word Ko'es Ye Omer Liyakif. The Rebbe, however, asks that yes, it's true that in our Pasuk we could tell and see that there is going to be another time like this time, However, where do we get all of these details that is referring to the Yidin sitting and learning Torah from Hashem and the Malachim and the Yidin being even closer to the Malachim and the Yidin, Malachim asking the Yidin, etc., etc. Also, we still need to understand why is the first one first, meaning closer to Pshutish Mikra, where seemingly the second one, the one that we're saying that the Yidin are being told through the Nevi'im, etc., because, and we don't have magicians, that seems to be more part of the Pasuk itself, meaning it's closer to Pshut Mikra. So why does Rashi choose that particular order? So the Rebbe does mention one suggestion, and the Rebbe puts it off for a number of reasons. The Rebbe says that perhaps we could say that this is similar to what the Gemara says. There is a Gemara that says that any person, that, and that when a Yidin don't have amongst themselves sorcerers, etc., when Yidin are not involved in this fortune-telling, then they are brought in even closer than the Malachim. So maybe that's what Rashi means with that first Pirush. So it is connected to the first part of the Pasuk, but the Rebbe is not happy with this for a number of reasons. One of them is that in Rashi, of course, there's no hint at all in any way whatsoever that we're speaking about that because there's no sorcery, that's why we're going to be closer than the Malachim. So in order to explain all of this, the Rebbe says, let's have a look at the general idea of what's happening in these psukim. Of course we know, Balak hires Bilam to curse the Yidin. And Bilam is immediately giving all the reasons why he cannot curse the Yidin. He speaks about the qualities of the Yidin, the tremendous qualities of why they are undeserving of his curses. In fact, right in this Pasuk itself, Rashi says on the words, that there is no sorcery, etc., that therefore they are undeserving of the curses. But Bilam wants to take it a step further. Bilam wants to say, not only are they not deserving curses because they don't have sorcerers, because in a certain sense, that's putting himself down, because that's exactly what he is. So Bilam is looking to say tremendous qualities about the Yidin, in, in their own right, nothing to do with comparing it to sorcery and so on. And therefore what he speaks about is, look how amazing the Yidin are, look how, look how beloved they are, and what Bilam is speaking about is Ka'es, like the time that they were beloved, now there's going to be another time where we're going to see how precious they are. Which time are we speaking about? Yidin are just recently coming, the time that would have been seen in a famous time, the love that the Abishta has for the Yidin, would have of course been the time of Matan Torah, the Abishta said, Yidin are my treasured nation. 
And therefore, when Bilam says over here, Ka'es, like this time when Yidin were shown how beloved they are, there's going to be another time similar to that. And that's why Bilam is speaking about the fact that they're going to be learning Torah from the Abishter, just like by the time of Matan Torah, they were learning Torah from the Abishter. So too, there's going to be another time similar to that, when they're going to be learning Torah directly from Hashem. Rashi adds that they're closer than the Malachim. Because when you want to com- say someone is beloved, you will need to compare him to something or someone else. Can't compare to Goyim. Goyim are not shy to the whole idea of Torah. So Rashi is saying they're going to be, they're even more precious than the Malachim. And says the Rebbe, now we can understand why these words are coming. Why Bilam is mentioning these words, that they are deserving the brachos, not only because they don't have the magic and all of these things, but rather they're even more precious than the Malachim. The Rebbe then says that if this is the case, the question will still remain that, you know, that's why we're going to need now in a second period, because the question will still remain, very nice, this is something in the future, that is going to be reveal the preciousness of the Eden. But that's why you can't curse them right now. And that's why Rashi gives the second explanation, Loshan Hoive, that actually right now the Eden don't need sorcerers and don't need magicians. They're told everything by their Nevi'im. In other words, that's again showing something special about the Eden. However, the problem according to this Pirish would be that that's not adding any new reason why they deserve blessings more than he already said that they don't have magicians. And that's why Rashi chooses the first one that really brings out a precious the Yidnar in the first Pirush, which tells us how they're going to be closer than the Malachim, etc., etc. The Rebbe then adds and says, the truth of the matter is we could say that even in the second Pirush, that they're told everything by the Nevi'im, even this is really telling us something very, very special about them right now. Because, remember, Bilam wants to curse the Yidn. We're told that he, want, that he thought to himself that he could get the timing right of when the Abishta is going to be angry at the Eden. So here is another explanation why Bilam can't curse the Eden. Because the moment I want to curse the Eden, why is Hashem getting angry? Because of their Averis. But they have Nevi'im that are going to tell them that Hashem is getting upset, and therefore, immediately, they're going to do tshuva. So this is another explanation of understanding how this second Pirush of Rashi is also telling us how special the Eden are. The Rebbe then goes in to discuss of whether we could say that these two Pirushim of Rashi the advantage of each one and why Rashi chooses one over the other perhaps could lead into another discussion generally looking of what outweighs which one. When there's something great and special, amazing quality, but it's only going to be far in the future, or it's a smaller thing, but it's present and current right now. And this may also lend itself to these two ways of Rashi looking at it. Of are we looking at something that's going to be in the future when Mashiach comes, or even a smaller thing, but that's relevant right now. The Rebbe then goes on and explains why not necessarily will it be an absolute proof from this Rashi. The Rebbe then goes on and speaks about the idea of an amazing lesson that we have all of, from all of this. And the Rebbe says that, when a Yid learns Torah, right, the truth of the matter is, it's not only in the future. As we said, it's going to be revealed in the future. But really, every time we're sitting and learning Torah right now, we're learning with Hashem. When a Yid learns Torah, Hashem is right opposite him and learning Torah together with him. It's only in the future this will all be revealed. And therefore, the Rebbe says, we should never be in a spoil, never be affected by those that try to laugh at us, those that try to put us down. And because we know Hashem is right with us and learning Torah with us. And furthermore, we have nothing to be in the spoil of all the goyim that may try to start up with us. In fact, 
Even the Goyim ultimately come to recognize that the Yidna are even greater than the Malachim, and finally even the Goyim come to admit that the Yidna are deserving all of the Brachis, and therefore instead of disturbing the Yidna, they actually help out the Yidna to finally get out of the Golos and go to the Geulo HaMitiz Vashlema.